<laughs> Welcome. You're listening to Bat Chat Radio for the Halloween Obsessed with freaky hosts Linda Palmer and Ray Davis. Woohoo, we're back. We with are. Bat Chat Radio. Nobody can get rid of us. That's They've right. tried, but we just keep coming back. Yeah, like just a bunch of bats <laughs> hanging out. In fact, we have a guest bat we do. hanging out with us. Yes. And you all know her as a psychic scout or a yes. soul scout. Oh, it's soul scout. Yeah. Yes. So what's the difference, Mary? Mary O'Malley, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, between a psychic scout and a soul scout. Just mm-hmm. real quick, and we'll move on to our guest. Oh, okay. Well, a soul scout uh, helps you get in touch with your soul and hear your soul and reconnect with your soul and, and and get all the pieces of your soul back and just put yourself back together so that you can move forward mm-hmm. completely intact. Mm-hmm. Nice. And a psychic scout just, you know, talks to your guides for you and oh. helps that communication process. Very cool. So Very maybe nice. maybe you should introduce um, our guest. I will. And, well, you know, we are Bat Chat. We talk a lot about bats. And we talk a lot about Halloween. And we have not had a guest that works in an actual bat sanctuary until now. Um, our guest today is Amanda Lawler. Am I pronouncing your last name right, Amanda? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Okay, great. Now, I know you told me, Amanda, that you have rescues coming in today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the sanctuary and um, what's happening down there? Well, we are, we are basically the best way to describe what we do is we're like a primate sanctuary, except mm-hmm. we're for bats, and we rescue uh, injured and orphaned bats in the wild. Oh. We also rescue bats that have been confiscated from the exotic pet trade, uh, mm. retired from zoos, rescued from research, etc. Wow. That's awesome. And how many, uh, for people that don't know, um, I know in the U.S. there's a lot of different species of bats. And is there one in particular or how many species of bats do you have in the sanctuary? Oh, gosh, I haven't stopped to think about how many species we have. We, we have oh, wow. over 10 different species, though. Um, uh, this kind of a mix of fruit bats and in, insect bats. But in the, in, in the, in the U.S., there are... Um, I don't even remember. I know in Texas there are 34 different species. Really? Wow. I think there are about 60 different species of insectivorous bats. I actually haven't looked that up in a while either, so <laughs> it's, I'm not usually involved in statistics. It's mostly you know, rescue. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. One of the things I was wondering is, is there a big difference in size? Do you have, like, really small ones and then much larger ones? or? Yeah, it, it, the best way to, to describe that would be that um, bats are a lot like dogs in the fact mm-hmm. that you've got little tiny teacup chihuahuas all the way to Great Danes. (laughs) So it's pretty much the same in the bat world, too. The biggest bats, the ones with the six-foot wingspans, are actually fruit bats. They're the the most gentle, you know, of all the species. Um, But out of all the insects, all the, out of all the bats in the world, 70% are insect-eating bats. The re, most of the 30%, the remaining 30% are fruit bats, um, and only um, very, only three species out of 1,100 different species in, in the world oh. are vampire bats, and they're limited to Latin America, and they're really tiny. They're about the size of a package of M&Ms. No mm. kidding. Wow. I didn't realize they were that small. That's because the TV world and the film well, world like, makes so <laughs> They've given them a bad rap, which is not a bat rap. true. A bat rap. <laughs> And it's really not true um, about them. And how many – so bats in the U.S., are any of them in the endangered species category? Yeah, about um, over half of the uh, bats in the U.S. are either endangered or official candidates for the list. Wow. 
I had no idea. Now, can they coexist or, or do they have to be in separate um, areas? Like can you have the bigger ones and smaller ones together or do you have them all separated into – well, we because it, well we have them separated not because they can't coexist because unlike unlike people bats get along with each other very nicely, <laughs> but um, the differences in the enclosures dictate you know the bigger bats need bigger um, things to climb on bigger mm-hmm. size netting et cetera you know to make right. to, to make it comfortable for them to climb around the smaller bats could squeeze right through the netting that the bigger Aww. bats are in so yeah. there's a reason you know that they're they're separated That's here. Sick. What's taking the bats out? I mean, why are they on the endangered list? Uh, mostly people, mm-hmm. um, because of all the myths and misconceptions about bats. Yeah. Uh, people don't understand, and they often kill them on sight. Um, yeah. Thankfully, though, um, when we when I first started out about thirty years ago, maybe one out of every ten people. Um, was enlightened and, and knew that bats were a critical part of the ecosystem mm-hmm. and that all the myths about them being blind and related to rodents and all carrying rabies and right. getting caught in your hair, all those are misconceptions yeah. and mm-hmm. outright myths. But most people, when I started 30 years ago, believed the all the horrible things about bats, you know, at least one nine out of every ten. But now it's reversed because of the right. Internet and because people are wising up and, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, knowledge is so easily gained now. So now it's only like one out of every ten oh, people good. is still oh, wow. kind of ignorant about the facts. So people are understanding more and more how important they are to our environment and how our planet would basically disappear without them because they control in- insect-eating bats. Um, well, bats make up one quarter of all mammal species on Earth. Mm. And wow. they control wow. so much of our environment. The fruit bats, um, uh, they pollinate, or they, they, this, this 98% of all rainforest regrowth comes from seeds that have been spread by fruit bats. Insectivorous bats eat tons and tons of harmful mm. insects every night. In fact, if, if it weren't for insectivorous bats eating corn borer moss and things like that, mm-hmm. we'd have to pay $9 for an ear of corn. Oh, um, fruit no bats kidding. bring us over 400 different, different commercial products and 80 different medicines. So, uh, wow. And like I said, they make up one quarter of all mammal species on Earth. So it take, if it takes a quarter of all mammal species on Earth to keep the planet in sync, you can imagine what's going to happen if we don't have bats around because they That's control incredible. so many yeah. things that we just take for granted. That's an amazing statistic. I had no idea. And it, I've been following some of the bat sanctuaries in Australia that have helped to save or trying to save the flying foxes mm-hmm. um, there. And that honestly, I don't know that I knew that we had sanctuaries here in the U.S. I, I didn't know really what the status was of bats mm-hmm. here. And when I found you, I was very excited because I wanted to learn, you know, more. I, where I live in the um, Sierra Nevada mountains, actually, we have a lot of bats um, there. And, and they're starting to come out now because our weather's getting warmer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm seeing them, you know, flying around for the um, the insects. And, and it's just really good to see. But I'm sure in areas where the population is growing and pollution is getting worse, I'm sure that has an effect on uh, bats as well, correct? Yes, it does. Um, uh, you know, in addition to um, pesticide use, um, <clears throat> of course, you know, people not understanding bats and mm-hmm. maybe finding a colony of bats roosting behind a shutter or something like that and unfortunately killing them when all they needed to be doing, you know, do was kind of uh, humanely a victim, you know, yeah. things, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and, yeah. You know, it, if one person 
each bat is capable of living 20 years or more. So if you kill oh. five bats, you've wiped out 100 years of animal life right I, had, there. I didn't wow. know they lived that long. Yeah, they're wow. one of the slowest reproducing mammals on Earth. They only have one baby a year. So it takes, you know, decades for their populations to come back. So, you know, we're killing them off faster than they can reproduce. So it's only a matter of time before, oh, no. you know, we just... we. And one of the reasons we have so many insects out now is because there are less bats to yeah, take care of the problem. That makes sense. Now, do you actually um, release them back out once they're in the sanctuary? Or oh yeah, anybody that can go free is is set free. We the last thing we need <laughs> we're already reached have reached critical right. mass after rescuing ninety fruit bats from really dire situations. Yeah. So we do not need more bats here. Right, <laughs> release right. everybody that has the potential to going, and plus they're meant to be wild. So that's what sure. we, you know. They, that's where they're happiest. So that's where we want them to be. Do you do you bring them back to an area where maybe they're the bats are becoming less, um, well, where they're yeah mm-hmm. populated, or do you just release them in in your area in Texas? Well, we it's better for them to release them in an area where they were found um, mm-hmm. because they're familiar, they're very territorial, mm. and they also um, form cliques and friendships and have their own communities just like we do. So we try to get them as close to home as we can. That That's is cool. just fantastic. I had now, no idea. I didn't either. I didn't and, either. And now, do you encourage people to put up bat houses? Yes, we do. Um, okay. Bat houses is one of the ways to help bats, um, you know, get safe and, and have habitat because one of the reasons we are running out of bats is because they are running out of habitat. They have no place to go, and we're tearing down their natural habitat yeah. to create our own. And, of course, then they move into our own thinking, oh, well, I'll just live here, and right. we kill them for doing that. So bat houses are a great way to help them come back. Um, okay. And we have free bat house plans on our website oh. at org. We'll That's cool. We'll check that out. And what is a bad habitat? I, I always think of caves and, right. and only caves. Is that wrong? Well, bats roost in trees, um, and oh. they roost in, uh, you know, Spanish moss and all, all especially in old buildings and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not all just caves. They're actually everywhere. So if we have a bat house, where would be the most ideal place to put it? Um, well, mainly on a pole or the side of a building. Okay. Bats that roost in trees aren't going to look to find a crevice to roost in, to move, you know, to mm-hmm. roost in. Bats that roost in trees normally hang out in the open on a branch of a tree or in the cluster of leaves or something like that. So they don't go into bat houses. Mm-hmm. And bats that roost in crevices that would use bat houses right. wouldn't look to a tree to, for a, you know, for a natural environment. Right. So, so the best place would be on either on a pole or the side of a building with a clear drop off underneath. Okay, because I know a lot of our bats in, in Northern California do hang out in caves. That's where you find a lot, I know, a lot of our bat population because when I've crawled in caves, they're loaded with bats. And uh-huh. so, um, and I think, you know, and they do get into attics of houses mm-hmm. and things like that. So apparently I think we kind of have the kind of bats that... You have a bat look, house and you don't know it. <laughs> yes, you could have a bat house. Yeah. Um, they do look for those um, dark and, and those crevices, I think. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, that's really exciting. So I've been living in Palm Springs for the last two months, and I love to go out in the evening in my mom's backyard. And there's birds all day, but at dusk, the bats come out. Mm-hmm. And they just frolic, and they're all over the place, and they're just such a pleasure to watch. They are. They I, really know, are I know what yeah. kind of habitat they're in the in the desert like that, but they must be 
finding bat houses someplace, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bat cave someplace. Bat cave somewhere. Or the bat lounge. <laughs> yeah, the bat lounge. Yeah. They are very graceful animals. They're really, they're really, they're really beautiful. And um, I'm glad that you came on to clear up some of the misconceptions that people have about bats. And even though we're in the film business, we can also um, kind of point to the film business that they have un- unfortunately often perpetuated the misconceptions of bats and like what you were naming about you know, sucking your blood and, yeah. you know, and getting <laughs> caught in your hair and getting rabies. And, and I'm assuming, I don't think, I don't think bats carry rabies all that often, do they? Well, it's, it's it less one? than one half of 1% of oh. bats will contract rabies. Okay. Um, so it's, you know, it's less than foxes, skunks, raccoons, yeah. um, coyotes, mm-hmm. and things like that. But the problem is that bats are tiny. Bats in the U.S. are very small. And so a lot yes. of people mm-hmm. will see a bat on the ground that um, may be sick with rabies, maybe that, you know, mm-hmm. one half of 1% has mm-hmm. actually gotten sick and ended up on the ground. And people that see that bat may think, well, I'm just going to try to help him. And so they use their bare hands to oh, pick him up. Yeah. They wouldn't do that with a skunk or a raccoon. No. But since right. a bat's so tiny, they just, you know, and they're just trying to help. But a lot of times sure. if a bat bites them in the process and that bat does happen to be sick, then, you know, the person has just exposed himself to rabies. Yes. So, yeah. um, and you're going in for shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, it, and if you don't report it, then it's it, it could be fatal. So, right, right. Um, you know, even though... Uh, like I said, there's a million reasons. Well, let me back up. There are a million reasons why the bat could be on the ground. It could have been attacked by a blue jay or a crow. It could be mm-hmm. a baby bat learning how to fly. Mm-hmm. It could be a strong wind that's blown a bat into a telephone pole or rain that's driven the bat to the ground, you know, strong winds, etc. So there are lots of reasons why a bat could be grounded. And, you know, a very small percentage of those reasons, you know, include rabies, but mm-hmm. we always tell people, protect yourself, protect them, never rescue a bat barehanded. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we want to be able to save them, but you always have to use anything sure. you know, that you can, with, aside from bare hands, a paper cup that might be close by, mm-hmm. a, you know, a towel, a dustpan, anything, mm-hmm. right. uh, but your bare hands, and then scoop them into a box and uh, put a lid on the box, and then you can give us a call. Our, our phone number's on our website, but we also have and access to a locator rescuer. Um, okay. And oh, you can okay. find rescuers all over the U.S. No matter where you're located, you can go great. to a locator rescuer That's tab, put Me in too. your code, and find a rescuer that way. That's great. Because and, and what's your website again, Amanda? It's batworld.org. Okay. Okay. Very, very important. Well, we will definitely be sending people to your site. And... Um, how how can people contribute to them? Do they go to your website? Um, I'm sorry, to you. Go to your website to contribute? Yeah, that's the best way. Uh, we have a donate tab on the top of our website, and right now we're in the middle of a big fundraiser to try to raise support for these 90 fruit bats that we rescued oh, okay. wow. that oh, are going to live, you know, 25 to 35 years. And so we need, you know, and they eat lots and lots of fruit. So <laughs> yeah. we need to raise money to take care of them for the rest of their lives. And that's what, yeah, so we, we would appreciate any kind of support we can get toward that. Awesome. Okay. That's awesome. great. Well, we will definitely promote that. Absolutely. And um, we so appreciate you taking the time to come on today. I know you're busy with the the new residents there, and um, I wish you and all the bats the best, and thank you so much for giving us this wonderful information. Well, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. You Have bet. a great day, Amanda.
Thank you. You too. Thanks Bye-bye. Everybody. Bye-bye. And thank you to our audience and our producer, Mike Stark, in L.A. Radio Studio. Yes, and thank you to little Belly the Cat and uh, her little sidekick, Mark Cardone. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, um, Boom Boom from Kelly's Lot. And our, our guest bat, guest Mary bat. O'Malley. <laughs> Mary O'Malley. <laughs>